310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to coach average. Why don't we be around you? Why be around average? We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome to Episode 7, Buckeye Bar Guys, here on the Buckeye Bar Talk Network. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Big show tonight. Um, Buckeyes are back. Hell yeah, baby. Um, so we're going to, we talked about this a little bit on the emergency pod the other night. We're going to get a little bit more into it. Tonight's going to be more of a kind of discussing the protocols more in depth of what they have to go through. And then a couple other things. Um, we're going to skip over the final ep- final part of the Super League tonight just because I think the the protocol stuff, a lot of it, there's a lot of information in there. So, yeah. um, sure. How you doing tonight, John? I'm good, Mike. Just like we talked about the other day, just like what you said now, the Buckeyes are back. So that's a great thing. I'm looking forward to that. So, um, it's Friday. So we're going into the weekend. It's been cool, but it's been so far, it's been a pretty actually nice week. I mean, it's not hot. So that's always a nice thing. We get some cool weather. Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying the weather. Gonna fire up the smoker tomorrow, make some food, and yeah, it's good days. Yeah, um, yeah, it has been a, a cooler week this week. It's actually kind of felt like fall some. So I know. Well, that's why I was thinking at first when we went into the week is, man, this feels like football, and Ohio State's not playing. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, before we get in tonight, um, just wanted to you know go over uh, just a couple things. Uh, uh, you know, don't break your phone or your your computer, but you you gotta crush that subscribe button on YouTube, and uh, you know, make sure you, uh, you're subscribing to our videos, um, and get the all notifications, and like these videos, and uh, give us comments on them. Uh, same thing with the podcast networks. Uh, added two new podcast networks this week: uh, Radio.com, uh, which is the CBS Sports affiliate. Um, we're on there, and we're on Google Podcasts now, so add those to uh, the Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and a few others, um, and so uh, just make sure you're subscribing to our stuff and uh, checking out our social media pages, uh, at Buckeye Bar Talk on both uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, Buckeye Bar Talk uh, Facebook page, and the Buckeye Bar Talk uh community group which is our group on facebook um cool you can thing. hear us and find us anywhere yeah cool thing about the group you know you join up uh, they let you actually uh, you make your own post yeah you can it's kind of a different way than just commenting on some of our posts you can actually you know throw up your own stuff up there you know whatever funny memes you want to give us uh we just love memes and gifts and everything else just so. keep it clean yeah um and uh we we got a Quite a few uh, new Nebraska followers this week. <laughs> we are our new best friends in like the Ohio, said, I, Ohio State community, the Nebraska fans. I uh, love those guys. Go Big Red. So if uh, any Nebraska fan is uh, gonna watch us, I know we have a we have a, a contingent now as as Twitter followers. Uh, so you know uh, we enjoyed uh, everything you guys helped uh, get this ball rolling, um, and I'm glad uh, for both of our. Uh, are both of the state passions for college football that uh, Big Ten's back. Yeah. Um, with that being said, do you want Nebraska on or off the schedule this first year? Eh, I mean, 
I have a feeling they're going to be on the schedule. I, I saw this funny thing uh, the other day when Nebraska fans were like, you know what our schedule is going to look like. It's going to be we're going to have to play uh, Ohio State to start off the year and then, like, the 2019 Buckeyes. The I think it's 2014 Buckeyes. I saw the 85 Bears on there. Yeah, so. it was a, it was pretty funny. So I'm sure they're going to still be on it. Um, I actually have this weird feeling we're going to be. Uh, I think this year was Columbus. I have this weird feeling that it's going to be the 24th. It's going to be the opener on Big Noon on Saturday. Uh, I, I mean, I'd be good with that. That'd be fun. So don't get upset, Nebraska fans. It's not personal. It's only business. But, I mean, we do have to beat you guys by a lot. Is there any team you don't want to see that opening weekend? Just because the reason I ask that is from what I've seen so far in the games, defense looks like it's just a little bit behind. I, I don't think they're letting kids hit in practice or something's not – I don't know if they're just not as many practices or they're, you know, really restrictive on the tackling, but it just seems like tackling is really far behind the offense right now in a lot of these games. Is there anybody you don't want to see on the 24th? I mean, that it's always kind of that way. Defense is usually always a little bit behind offense. In most years, I mean, there's unless you have, like, just a star-studded defense coming back and your offense is, like, just really green, um, it was always going to be the case for that this year. But normally you get a bumper game in there. Um, you get the, the Bowling Greens of the well, world. right. You get you usually get that first game to kind of you know get your feet wet. Um, I, I don't want to start off against probably Penn State. I would like to be a little bit more seasoned. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, honestly, none of them really matter. I think uh, Penn State, Michigan, Nebraska, everybody's going to have the same issues as us. They're not. They're getting so involved so late into this thing. Yeah. That, you just got to assume that at the end of the day, talent is going to kind of win over. So, uh, you know, especially those early games. So you're not scared of anyone we're just going to kill every no, team we play? I, I'm not scared. Um, I think uh, some of the – I, I think if we played Penn State opening weekend, it's probably going to be a little closer than a, a bludgeoning. Um, now, if you think we play Penn State four weeks into the season, you think it's more of a bludgeoning then? It kind of depends. Um, is Micah coming back? Um, I saw, Doors open. I saw there's stuff that NCAAs I heard is considering that anybody now that they're going to let back in, even if you signed with an agent. Um, I'm, which I would. Uh, I won't lie. I think that's the right thing to do. This shouldn't they do that? Yeah. I mean, if you said you're not going to be allowed to play, and then you change your mind, like shouldn't the players have the opportunity to come back? Then yeah, they should be allowed to play. Yeah. So, um, but. I'm not really uh, – I can say Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis can come back. I got to say Micah Parsons and Rondale Moore should be able no, to come I, back. No, I, and I, I want to see them both back. Uh, I want to see Micah back. I mean, honestly – I don't want any excuses if we get in the playoffs. You know, if, I want you know, the best from everybody. If uh, Even if Nico decides to come up at, back up in Michigan, I mean, if, if that's going to be – if they're going to open up the door and say that it's okay, then – you know, it's still the player's choice. If the player decides, no, I still want to opt out, then, you know, that's their choice too, you know. Good luck to with him. I've heard different things about Nico. Like I, I did hear that he was looking to come back. Is I read that, and then I read that the Michigan guys weren't, they weren't making any like noise or consideration about opting back in at all. So I'm not sure what's going on with those guys. But that's I, like I heard, like I said, I've heard conflicting things about Michigan. But I for sure heard James Franklin, Franklin said about Micah Parsons yeah. that the door is open for him. I heard Rondale Moore and um, what's his name escapes me. The Minnesota receiver. Oh, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, I, I, 
I saw it a bunch on Twitter this morning. But... I, I heard they both wanted to come back in. Even the Minnesota receiver is back enrolled as a full-time student. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully that's true. Any door open up from the NCAA points of view. Everybody I'm, deserves to play. I mean, this is kind of – this is a weird year if you want to make any – you know, honestly, in my opinion, until they accept their first dime, I mean, they should be given a couple weeks. I think the NBA, don't they give them a couple weeks to hop back in that they should? Well, I think they give them up to the draft. And almost. just with the the nature of what happened, I mean, nobody, I don't even, I don't think personally, I don't think that they should have to have everything paid back in full like tomorrow because mm -hmm. I just, the nature of what happened, the special circumstances, I think those kids, they should be allowed to play and be able, you know, pay that back when they're able to. I don't think that should even be held against them. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, kind of since we're talking about opting back in, so when we did the emergency pod the other night, we did uh, talk about why it's back. Um, and now we have found out that Sean Wade is also back. So um, the good news just keeps on getting better right now for us. Right, and, right. Um, I saw a couple national writers, you know, when Sean Wade made his announcement, it's like, well, Ohio State is uh, going back to my favorite to win the national title. So um, I, I, I know the AP polls were not going to be included this week because uh, to let everything kind of settle, they kind of want to see a schedule. But it sounds right. like that the Big Ten is going to be eligible starting next week, the next poll after this coming poll. So I have a feeling Ohio State's going to go from two to out to back in the top five. I don't think they'll be two again. I think they'll be uh, – Alabama will probably keep two going into their game. Um, it all depends what they look like too, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I don't know who Oklahoma's going to be playing the following – I know they're off this week. I don't know who they're going to be playing the following week. but So that's two and three. Um I think the Buckeyes will be right back up there. I mean, they'll be top five. If you felt that they were the number two team in the country and should have been or close to being number one team in the country, then I don't know what's changed. I don't know what would, you know, like you said, what has changed that you would think that they're not because they got all the pieces back. So why would you think that they're still not number two? And I mean, I don't, why would you like, how do I want to word this? If they're getting in the playoff or you're assuming that they're going to be eligible for the playoff, why, you know, what would affect your decision on where they're ranked? I think they should go, you know, that they would go right back to being number two. Now, with that being said, Alabama, you know, they might, I think they have a couple big games before Ohio state even kicks off. So if Alabama's waxing everybody they play, then they might say Alabama's better than what we thought. We're keeping them at number yeah. two. And that's understandable. I can see the Buckeyes move back to two or three to start the poll off when they are eligible in two weeks to come back into the poll. But then by the time they kick off on the 24th, they could be the sixth team in the country. I mean, they're going to have at that point, some of these other teams have actually yeah. physical games um, against good teams, but they're going to be in the top 10 still. And right. so, I mean, it is now you are you're back. I mean, we talked about the uh, other night that you know we're gonna get in the pro protocols here in a minute. And there's just not a lot of room for a lot of error. No, the they they left themselves zero room for you know any mishaps. So that's that's a shame, but it's something that can be done. So I'm not gonna let that bother me too much. And going back to kind of what you said, you know, if Ohio State kicks off the season and they're ranked eighth because so many teams have played in front of them, I don't think they'll be out of the top five personally. Because again, what has changed? Why would they be out of the top five now? But if they are, I'm not gonna sweat that. No, by I, the end of the day, it's all gonna write itself. I mean, Ohio State nine and zero. 
And honestly, I, I heard a couple people say today that they even think at eight and one they're fine. Uh, you know, that you got to make the games they, count. They got to be in the championship though, so that yeah. one loss probably can't be to Penn State. Um, you know, if they slip up, maybe if. You know, I mean, just the and I'll throw love out to the Nebraskas. The Nebraskas of the world, if they would beat them somehow, that, uh, you know, as long as the game was not a bad game. I mean, we saw how bad games can kill you. I mean, uh, it's another year with Scott Frost. What have they lost on offense? Yeah. They, so, well. No, they have Martinez back. Um, I think, was Spielman there last year? Yeah. Is he gone now? I think he, seems like he's been there 10 years. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> so He's ageless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, the, the, anything's possible in football. I've seen Ohio State get stomped by Purdue and Iowa over the last couple of years, so I'm not going to say it's not, you know, not possible. I don't think it's probable, but anything can happen. Yeah. All right, so just to kind of get into something, like we said, they've left no room for error. Um, so the protocols came out. Um, these are definitely the strictest protocols of any conference right now. Um, you know, there's some movement possibly with the Pac-12. I'm assuming the Pac-12 will have similar protocols if they do play. Um, but so just to knock off the first couple of things on the list. So they are going to do daily rapid testing, which basically means that it's this antigen test. They are going to give every player, every coach, every member of the support staff is going to have to take it every day. You're right. Um, and if you test positive for uh, COVID-19, you are immediately take, removed and you have to take the second test, uh, the more conclusive test, the PCR test. Um, and that will be the confirmation test. If that comes back positive, you have COVID-19, and you are now sitting out for the next 21 days. So there's no rubber match of tests. You don't have to take a third test. If you come back negative on that second test, yeah, you're, that's you're, you're the, back in. The way I understand it, if the PCR test comes back, um, that is, um, even though the antigen tests have gotten a little bit better, that's the more accurate thing. Right. Um, you know, I mean, some of these, uh, the antigen tests, if they uh, – in some instances, they've come back positive and then in PCR tests have showed it to be negative. And then so they've allowed who whoever tested positive to go back with their normal daily life. Um, right. You know, that actually happened here um, a couple months ago in Ohio, um, just with the, the governor and the president. They uh, had a meeting. He uh, the governor um, actually came back uh, positive on an antigen test. And then oh, on Mike, Mike, Mike. PCR test came back uh, negative. So, Mr. DeWine. Yeah. So, um, so if, uh, so the positive test needs to be confirmed and that's the 21 days. Um, the reason why it's 21 days, that gives you the 14 days plus an extra seven so they can do all the proper heart testing, right. cardiac testing. Um, basically, what they are doing on the, the cardiac testing, all positive uh, athletes will have to undergo a comprehensive cardiac testing to include labs and biomarkers, ECGs, uh, echocardiograms, and a cardiac MRI. And then after that, they will have to meet with uh, each team's uh, cardiologist that's uh, designated to that team, and they will then make the clear final approval to clear them for return to uh, – play but it is a minimum of 21 days and that's what they said a minimum so i mean if you actually if if there's any concerns that the cardiologist finds it actually could be more than 21 games or well, 21 days if i understand correctly and i might have i was kind of you know i was working i had stuff going on in the background so i thought um president johnson actually said that if 
there's any like heart issues, you're done for the year. And that might be too. I didn't. I, personally, I thought I, that's what I heard, but like I said, I was kind of moving around, so I could be wrong. I should have rewatched it, but I thought that's what I heard. I'm just. Ta- I mean, I was just taking this from the Big Ten's press release, and they said minimum. So I'm taking that to assume that it could be any more than 21. Um, if those are there, but that would be the case. Um, I don't know. I'm. I don't know if that's a league wide thing or if that's a school thing, and you know that might be this Ohio State's decision that yeah. you, you know that's their and which they're in their right at that point. Um, you know, so basically, then what they've they got um, so decisions to halt practices and competitions then will be based on basically a rolling average of seven days. So every seven yeah. days um, and your team positivity rate, which I'm, that's kind of self-explanatory. Um, that's, you know, how many players test on test positive on your team. If it's between zero and 2%, you're considered green two to 5%. You're considered orange. And then oh, 5% or greater, you're considered red. Um, the population positive rate, I was a little confused on. It doesn't really explain what that means in the Big Ten thing. I don't know if that means if that's also included your city, if that includes your campus, if that includes what your personal, like if I played, if me catching it, what do I do? What could be what I do to the whole population as a whole? I feel like it means campus. Yeah. Um, so I could be wrong, but I, I – just taking it, you know, into context, I feel like that means what's going on on the campus. Yeah. So that for green, that's zero to three point five percent. That's orange, three point five percent to seven point five percent, and then red is seven point five percent or greater. In which Ohio State's currently in a green. I think she said they were at like a two point two percent or something yeah, like so, that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so basically, their decisions to author it. If uh, your team and your population are both green then you're good to go, and you're also good to go if it's your team's green, but the population's orange. Um, there's a proceed with caution thrown in, which they might have to alter some things with the schedules if you're orange and orange or if you're orange and red. So basically, if you are in that middle range but your population is over, um, you're still allowed to play. Yeah. The word – it gets into any time your team hits red, though, that's a halt to practice. Or if it's red, so if it, you're and, done for seven days. And it doesn't matter if anything else is below, you know. You're done for seven yeah, days. So that's uh, so that's kind of just kind of what your thoughts are on all this stuff. The least point. it's strict. It's I mean it's very steep. It's not a ton of room for error if you think about how small those percentages are to eighty-five guys. You know, I don't and I. I don't remember who it was. I I watched someone. It might have actually been Berm from Letterman Row was like, you know, NFL guys can they can play with 53 players. Why can't college play with 53 players? But it's it's about safety. So, I mean, that's that's all you're missing a lot for not too many positive tests. So, it's kind of scary when you think about it. Uh, I know Justin Fields said that it's a small sacrifice to kind of put yourself in that bubble to play for a national title. Um, But then I, I also think about at the same token, Mike, that, you know, and when I say it and when I think about it, you know, 
college was a long time ago for me, but it also feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. And I can say all I want that, hey, I'm not going to go out with my buddies and, you know, go have a good time, not go to the bar. And then when my buddies ask me to go to the bar, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to the bar tonight. So, I mean, that's for someone in their early 20s, that's, you know, that's not so much like it's not a lot of sacrifice when you really think about the big picture, but sometimes people don't always think about the big picture. They think about having fun with their friends. Now, where I think some of that's coming into play too is um, they've, I mean, the universities have actually cracked down a lot on it. It doesn't, I don't think there's a lot of bars open around these universities. I don't know. I know there can't be house parties, then they've been really strict in there. They've actually suspended a few kids. I, mean, I know so. those bars around Columbus, that's. That's those guys' livelihood. So that yeah. that's probably like the hardest decision for them to make is they're probably like, well, I need to close the bar so no players come in. But then at the same time, they need to make their money. So yeah, um, how weird would that be though on a Saturday in Columbus when you don't get the bars to go to? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's not even the same. Like yeah, um, it's gonna be and you're no fans allowed yeah. in. Um, in I the think stadiums. a couple of days we kind of talked about this the other night. Um, I think that um, where some of the strictness is coming from um, and the no fans thing, I mean, we kind of said uh, it kind of seems like a poison pill that didn't become a poison pill. I think it's probably a compromise that, you know, yeah, the Ohio States of the world wanted to play. Probably the Rutgers of the world have been like, well, we want more guarantees. And, you know, unfortunately, when you – I mean, we can joke around all this stuff that, you know – these schools, they can't, they shouldn't be able to dictate what they want to dictate to Ohio State. And I agree on part of that when it comes to saying that they shouldn't, they shouldn't be allowed to hold Ohio State out from playing. But if they're going to play and everybody's going to agree to playing, then, you know, I mean, compromise is, you know, part of life. And, you know, they threw some compromises in there. No way does Rutgers get as many, the same amount of votes as Ohio State. You're just you're being political, <laughs> politically correct right now. There, uh, in no universe we live in, should Rutgers hold as much weight as Ohio State when it comes to deciding about a football season. In no way should anybody say I get a share of your television revenue if you're not playing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it was just Rutgers. I'm happy. I I'm happy they decided to have a season. I'm but. sure that was part Michigan too, and Michigan State that you know they had to throw in there. They don't get a say either. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I mean, I know those are big boys you're talking about there, that Michigan, you know, they, they still hold a lot of weight out there. Um, well, I think they hold, they hold a lot of weight for some of the... And I think Ryan Day's going to take them to the woodshed yeah, because think, of their actions. I mean, Gene, when Gene made his joke the other night about uh, that, you know, they're... Uh, you know, it's going to be kind of a look test for the committee. I think that was like. I don't know if he was joking. I don't think he was joking either, but that's kind of just like. Yeah, to, that's what's on the line because at the end of the day, you're going to have people who say that Ohio State played, you know, 20, 30% less games than your Alabamas, your SEC teams. You know, when they get there at the end of the day, they're going to say all's good and well. And then your Paul Feinbaums, your Heather Deniches, those guys are going to say well, they didn't play as many games because they're going to try to push for a second SEC team to get on for or get into it on the ESPN. You know they are. Yeah. So that that type of stuff's going to come up. So yeah, I don't think uh, Gene was joking at all. I think he realizes that they got to take these teams to the woodshed. Yeah, yeah, I definitely you know Feinbaum will definitely be on there. Um, I think Ohio State going 
nine and zero. I think the if they go nine and zero, I think, they look the, I, think the, I don't think they have much of an argument. I think the rest of ESPN will then kind of be falling in line. That yeah, they, I mean, last year they were pretty gung ho that Ohio State needs to be in the playoffs. Well, and, and that's money for them. That's, yeah. that's thirteen and zero though. But I go, yeah. I I don't think nine and zero Ohio State. I don't think they really have an argument. Anyways, I don't think they have to kick the crap out of everybody. But it helps. And I kind of have a feeling if they do whoop on some teams and they go 9-0 that um, they there's going to be um, a lot of people at ESPN that are – especially if, if, there's a, if there really are memos that come down and be like, here's the talking points. I have a feeling Ohio State's going to get pushed this year because um, – they need money badly. I don't. I, I don't know if a lot of people have realized how bad the TV networks are doing because of COVID nineteen. But they have gotten crushed. They are actually, and there's a lot of other things besides just sports. But so much of so much of the big networks, their live coverage is dedicated. They have so many hours dedicated the week right. to sports. And ESPN is all sports. And you know, and then not only that, you have major studios that own these channels that all their movies were shut down all year. So yeah. you know, Disney, NBC, uh, you know, Comcast owns them, Viacom owns CBS, you know, so all these you know networks are be like, Yeah, we need we need something back. We right. need revenue. So No, I, I agree. In Ohio State, that's a moneymaker, so they they want them there. They don't want to argue, and that's why a lot of them. I mean, Paul Feinbaum. I, I know what I'm saying that he's going to be well, the one. Be. Like there needs to be two, but he actually said the other day that if there's a nine and zero Big Ten team, they're getting in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, I mean Desmond's the only one that's going to argue against Ohio State. Fact. <laughs> And he went to, I mean, I get it, Michigan, Ohio State. He went to a Big Ten school, though, but he's going to be, you're exactly right. He's going to be out front saying that they only played nine games. He'll probably say that they went against the commissioner and they need to get their asses booted out of the league. Yeah. Um, so testing, um, to get back to the testing. So testing begins September 30th officially. Now, unofficially, you know, the schools, I think, once they get these in hand, the uh, the antigen test. I have a feeling that these are going to be done. Um, they got to start quicker. Um, and I, I think schools like Ohio State will be, once they get them in place, they are going to begin right away because you have to. You have to start uh, seeing where you're at because. Uh, so speculative. And I could be completely off base with this, but do you think a school like Ohio State, I mean, do you, are they already testing kids? Are they encouraging the kids to go elsewhere or ready to get tested? They're probably already, I mean, what do you think? I mean, they were already because you mean, got you need to know before the thirtieth because you don't want someone not being able to have those first three weeks to practice because, I mean, you can't come back till what the twentieth. Yeah, I think that they probably already have started the testing. I don't. I think they want to know right now. They got to get these kids healthy. Yeah, I. It's probably they probably have already begun. Obviously. We don't know. I haven't really seen anything. But, you know, IU's coach, uh, Indiana, he said the other day that they're going to start doing the testing, like, within a couple of days. So. Yeah, yeah, and you, and you I have think, to. I think if Indiana's doing it, Ohio State most likely is doing it. So You can't have any surprises come September 30th. So yeah. you, you have to do it as soon as possible. So, you know, because you can't lose that many kids for three weeks. Now, I didn't have this actually on our notes, but I literally just thought of this. So, okay. And this is actually something I would like to get more information on. I don't think it's been out there. And I think the committee can be the only ones to answer it. So all these conferences kind of have different protocols and stuff. Okay, and so I'll do a scenario. Justin Fields comes down, you know, knock on wood, COVID-19. Uh, sure. Uh, right before the Big Ten title. So 8-0, and 
he gets it, you know, and I think the I think he would still be in that twenty one day window because I think it's New Year's Day the playoff uh, because yeah it is so how does the committee take Ohio State still wins the Big Ten championship uh, that's scary to think about the playoff without him though but does does the committee say well no our standards are different does 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 the Big Ten school at that point say well. Our standards is only for the Big Ten Conference. We go by the committee standards for the playoff. I I mean, I feel like that's a discussion and a fight for when it happens. That's a bridge to cross I, when it happens. But, but I, think the committee I, would, would, I, I think the committee would have to come out soon and say something. I mean, you have now different testing. You have different procedures in all these conferences. Right. So. I mean, are they going to push back the playoffs a couple of weeks? Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, I would say that. And, you know, they said they have strict dates for the playoffs. I'm not calling like baloney on that. I'm not saying that it's not true because I'm sure they do want those strict dates for the playoffs. But in COVID-19 2020, you have to have something built in to protect yourselves. Because if a whole team, if you, I mean, they're not going to just kick out a team and say, okay, fifth place comes in now. Like you have to, and you're not going to make a team forfeit because, you know, they have to shut down for a week or so. I just think the committee needs, they probably need to come up with standards of their own. Been like, right. Your standards that you do in your individual conferences are fine, but if you catch it, say, before your championship, well, under our policy, you're not required to sit out 20. And, you know, days. I'm, I'm sure they do have some sort of doomsday scenario worked out that they know about ahead of time, but they're probably just like, this is worst-case scenario, so we're not even saying this until it happens. Yeah. So that would be my my guess on that one. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would, I would like to somebody uh, – you know, some media guys maybe start reaching out to some people. But I don't think – I don't think Justin Fields, though, I don't think Ohio State can say, well, we're in the playoffs, so it's, you know, X amount of days away Justin's going to play in that. I think with the agreement, they still have to follow that. Justin's got to be shut down for 21 days. Yeah. But, you know, I, I would like to get some clarification because – That's know. a big question. Yeah. That's – I mean – you only got eight weeks or nine weeks. You know, that's that's a serious thing. That's a big question. So, yeah, that's something that definitely I would like to see some clarity come out within the next couple days or weeks. Yeah. Um, any thought? Any additional thoughts on the testing protocols? No, I mean, like I said, it's it's a steep price. And what things I'm scared about, not that I'm scared because, I mean, like, I like if it happens, it happens. But, you know, like Sean Wade – Game eight or seven, he comes down with it. Does he just opt out at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Do that, you just sit on the sidelines and you're like, well, let's see, you know, if I get cleared to play in a playoff, if we make it. Like, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see what kind of decisions are made at that point. Like, does a team that realistically can't take one loss and get in that they don't have that that brand to them, you know, the, someone that – um, I throw out like an SEC team, like Mississippi State or something that maybe they're really good, but they lose one game. So they don't got, you know, that going for them that they're going to get in. Do they lose a bunch of players and a bunch of guys just start walking? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I think what makes me the most nervous with all the, these the protocols, it's not so much players getting it, at least from Ohio state's point of view. I'm more scared about too many players getting it because that's a, you know, a lost game. And I'm really scared about somebody on another team getting it too many players. Yeah, I know. Because that's a lost game. And the Big Ten kind of didn't do any favors for themselves not building in now, extra dates. Well, on before, just quickly. Now, on the outside of Justin, I feel really good about the depth. And 
Coach Day actually said yesterday that um, you know they're going to have to play with depth. They know, or I think maybe you said it on Wednesday. They know yeah. that they're going to have to play with depth this year to start with. And I think I think he's coming in with that mindset that pretty much everybody's going to be playing. That's there. I mean, if you if you deserve to be playing, you're probably going to play. And because well, I mean, we and I have always felt that should be the case, though. Yeah. So I, I really think that it'll be the case though for this year. So outside the quarterback, but even that, but you know, you say that though until you get in a game, and then you can't afford to be subbing people that need to be playing all the time. Yeah. It's true, but hopefully you get enough playing time. That I mean, I just say hopefully Ohio State goes up four scores right away, and they can start getting some guys some reps. Yeah, I, I definitely. Well, on some of these teams, they're going to get pedal to the metal as soon as you as soon as kickoff goes. You just try to bury that team in front of you so you can get some other guys in there. Yeah, play aggressive, play fast. Yeah. All right. So kind of. So last week we had our first round of uh, Power Five games. Really, so they came in. Um, Kind of just my first thoughts. A lot of them were sloppy. Um, sloppy, yeah, very normal, sloppy games. And, and I think a lot of your – I mean, there's no preseason in college. You know, a lot of times you get sloppy football for the first week, possibly the first two weeks. Um, they seemed a little bit more sloppy than normal. It was, it's understandable. I mean, a lot, a lot of these kids, their practice schedules have been a lot different than, you know, they were used to right. because of everything. Um couple things i saw uh, notre dame definitely looked sloppy but they won florida state looked really sloppy and they lost and florida state did not look good at all and then the big 12 had three losses to, to bad teams to bad teams so um but kansas isn't a good team no kansas maybe they're maybe that team i can excuse good. that a little bit but who, I was expecting. Well, you got Kansas State, and what was the other one? Iowa State. Lost Iowa to, State. I mean, I know Louisiana is. I mean, the raging Cajuns, man. Are they're they, good enough to beat Iowa they, State. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of expecting more from Iowa State out of no, that. No, not one. a lot of fight out of the Big Twelve. Um, but then on the other, then Clemson, Oklahoma, and Texas. You know, they all looked pretty good. Yeah. So I, I watched those games too. Um, just kind of your first weeks of thoughts. Well. I mean, Wake Forest, they look completely overmatched against Clemson. So that, and I think we all expected that to happen. I mean, Clemson's so much better than the rest of the ACC. Now, last week, I, I don't, I hope I didn't put my foot in my mouth because I said I didn't say Clemson had an expiration date. I said Florida State eventually would be good again. But whatever the hell that was this past Saturday, I mean, how, yeah, it was. Who was it? The Georgia Tech kid that kept missing the field goals, though. Yeah. They kept getting them blocked, right? Yeah. Extra points and field goals. How did you lose? How did they lose that game? Your Florida State. Why can't you get back to where you were? I saw this funny dig <laughs> from a, a Florida fan um, that uh, Florida media member, a Florida fan. I'm not sure on Twitter so, uh, who was being retweeted a bunch was because uh, I don't know if anybody saw it was kind of big news in the college football world that morning but the swamp actually caught on fire there was a dumpster fire on like the third level and you know i mean it was huge plumes of smoke were coming out of it and so um everybody was kind of making jokes and you know 2020 here we go another 2020 thing but then i saw ben, this guy he was got retweeted a bunch of the other night he was like the swamp caught it on fire and florida's still not the the biggest disaster in the state of florida today yeah i know that's so the whole expiration date about clemson i said they didn't have one and i did not say it was going to be this year that those teams were going to turn around eventually they'll turn around um clemson 
Clemson looks really good, though. Yeah. And UNC had a good second half. Uh, they were a little sloppy in the first half. But, uh, I mean. It's game one. Yeah, Mac. That happens to everybody. It's game one. I, th- I, I like the kids that Mac's recruited down there. So, and, and I mean, Clemson's. Clemson's corners and safeties got burned on a couple throws that the receivers didn't pull in. Now, do I do I think that's something that's going to happen all year? Possibly, but I wouldn't bet on it. I would not bet on a Brent Venables defense not getting that shirt up. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard this week, so now getting into kind of this week coming up. I mean, the games this week are crap, so. like, Why Clemson's- in this year? Go. I mean, go Clemson, ahead. Talk well, about Cle- the game. We'll Sorry. talk about Clemson to start with, just because we're talking about them. I mean, they're playing Citadel, so like I can't judge how are their corners any better right. this week. Well, how can someone honestly say that Ohio State played you know twenty thirty percent less than Clemson, so they shouldn't be allowed in the playoff? And then in this shortened year, in COVID 19-2020, Clemson's still allowed to play the Citadel. Like, what a joke! They yeah, should... they should not even they should not have even been allowed to schedule that game. Yeah, if that... you're allowed one out of conference game, it sh- cannot be the Citadel. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you can't now. Now you can't even judge Clemson off well, of this week. So let me. Okay, you can play the Citadel, but then you have no room to say Ohio State shouldn't get it because they played a less less no, because you because basically... that that doesn't count as a game in my book. You basically just play ten games. I mean, right. Yeah. I, that's not a game. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Clemson I, doesn't need to even have their starters in probably after three series of that game. Yeah. They probably don't even need to. They play don't need. Yeah. Right. That. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but I would start that DJ kid, the yeah. quarterback. That guy could throw all over the field. And I'm sure he could beat the Citadel. Yeah. Um. Georgia Tech's playing. Uh, UCF this week, so it'll be interesting to see I look, I look for UCF to win that game. How Georgia Tech played last week, I think UCF will win that game pretty easily. Well, then UCF, I, I saw somebody argue. I think it was Booger arguing last week how about UCF is actually the, the worst team in the state of Florida. Well, they would be better than Florida State then. No, no, they would UCF would beat Florida State. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, they got a new quarterback. I'm sure that you lose stuff after years. I mean, you had – you had a solid team for two years. I'm sure you've lost some pieces, and it's always hard for teams like that to sustain it. But I don't know. I mean, Florida State looked bad. Yeah. Miami didn't look great. No, they actually have the best game on the schedule this week. They're playing Louisville. So that's I think it's like 14 and 18 or well, 16 or 18. I mean, I, we'll see how good Louisville actually is. Yeah. Um, that's a 730. That's the big primetime game on ESPN on Saturday night. Well, at least, I mean – I'll be smoking tomorrow, so if I miss some games, I'm not really going to be too upset it's about it. Smoking meat for you know anybody that didn't catch the beginning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's going to have the smoker out. So yeah, um, smoke brisket, not meth. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Notre Dame is playing uh, Southern Florida, so USF. Um, Notre Dame, I mean, they should win that game pretty easily. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know how good Southern Florida is this year. Some years they have better teams. Than yeah, I mean, some years they're okay. I don't think they've, they're they going to have a team that's good enough to beat Notre Dame, though. Yeah. Um, probably not even play a good game with them. Yeah. They'll probably be ugly. Yeah. Pitt's playing Syracuse, so that one could be interesting. Um, uh, then on the Big 12 straight. They- Man, all those teams are loving – the Big Ten and Pac-12 not being in the AP right now. Do you see how high some of those teams are rated? Yeah, that's a joke, too. No we... business. It should only be like a top 15 right now. Like, yeah. those teams have no business having a number next to their name. Yeah, and then, yeah, 
just to get off on a little tangent. I, I did see some uh, Clemson and Bama fans and some of the SEC fans saying how Ohio State doesn't deserve the, you know, be in, even in, because they're not playing a full season. And then it is a full season. And then they said, Neither. and then, but I saw one of them make an excuse why the Raging Cajuns deserve. They, well, they beat a top 25 team. <laughs> I mean, like, Alabama and Clemson aren't playing a full season. They're not even playing the same number of games. Isn't Clemson playing 11 and Alabama's playing 10? Yeah, and Clemson's playing Citadel. And they're playing the Citadel. Like At least Alabama's playing the whole SEC slate. Yeah, I know. That's. I wonder, because they're not going to have the, their easy games, so I wonder how many, if they'll lose any games this year, and yeah. how many. I mean, I, I think outside of Clemson and probably Ohio State or Penn State, in my opinion, I don't know if anybody's going to go undefeated in, in the SEC. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And I don't think – I honestly – I don't think the Big 12 – We know Oklahoma and Texas, one of them are losing one. and They're the, capable. And, and the other one always seems like they're going to lose the one. Right, I know. They're they're always good to lose one. I don't trust – I love Tom Herman when he was, you know, on the sidelines for Ohio State or up in the booth, helped us with that national title. He was a great offensive coordinator. Since that guy's gone to Texas, I don't, I don't trust him as a head coach, though. He's always good for a loss. Yeah. And a bad one. Usually he takes one on the chin. Um, now we got so only two Big 12 games, and that ended up now within the last couple of hours being one Big 12 game. So Oklahoma State is playing Tulsa. Um, Baylor was supposed to play Houston, which that was a uh, that was even yeah that, that was w- that was made last week that game. So I mean, at least it wasn't like an actual game yeah. that Baylor lost. It was just something that they had added to their schedule. And no positive tests on either team. It's just that come from contact tracing, which you know, that's the one thing the rapid testing will help with the Big Ten. Yes, that, and I saw Adam Rittenberg tweet out a little bit ago that he's like, well, you know, more of these conferences probably need to start getting on to the whole, uh, you know rapid testing thing or there's going to be a lot more game postponements coming. And that is just, you know, it's going to end up the Big Ten champion is just going to be the national champion then. (laughs) (laughs) No, then it'll, the Big Ten will start playing and they'll have the technology to keep playing. Then everyone else will have to postpone and then we'll be in the same boat we were in before, but it'll be the Big Ten trying to play. Then everyone else will have the power to cancel the season and the playoffs will get pushed back. Big Ten, though, always Mr. Nice Guy be like, yeah, we can, we'll play in with the later schedule. <laughs> so they'd probably agree to that. Um, Cincinnati. Finish out your year and declare yourself national champion. Yeah. Cincinnati, they're they're back uh, finally. Um, they're playing this week. So Austin uh, P. Yeah. Man, Austin P. I've seen them on TV every week so far. So they get to play. Yeah. They get full schedules. Um, so uh, the fight in fickles, I mean, Austin P's 0 and two, so I'm assuming the fight in fickles are going to, I'm going 0 and three. They're going to lay the hammer down on them. Uh, and then what well, they're ranked 13th, aren't they? Yeah. Is that the highest, uh, Cincinnati's ever preseason been ranked? Probably. <laughs> um, so and then the big news, the SEC is at least back next week. So at least next week. And hopefully now the ACC and the Big 12 will start getting into some better games. So, you know, Damn. we'll start seeing some, at least some decent football, hopefully, starting next week, leading us into – I mean, we still got the, a month, the Big Ten more than a month before we're going to see the Buckeyes. So I got to see some good games. Yeah. Um, which we're going to get into the minute with the NFL. I mean, we have at least saw some decent NFL games and <laughs> some decent yeah. Buckeye performances. Um, so, but – 
the SEC is back. Um, it will be nice to least, like I said, I, I, I like the fact that they're not playing any of their chicken crap, uh, their little, you know, crap that they play. <laughs> the game before you the know, last game. And and I've always said, you know, and I'm sure some Buckeye fans don't like it. I, I do feel they're the best top-to-bottom conference. Um, I would argue that the SEC West is the best division. I think the, the Big Ten East gives them a run for their money. Yeah, I, I, can, um, I can get behind that, but – but I think they have better lower level teams than Rutgers and Maryland. So I just year in year out, I think SEC West and Big Ten East are very comparable. The one thing though is year in year out, Ohio State's really the only team that I think truly is a national championship contender out of the Big Ten East. Whereas you know, Alabama might be year in, year out, the only true national championship contender. But then you got LSUs and Auburns that every couple years they pull a great team together that could contend for a national title. Yeah. Yeah. That, I would agree with so that. So that, things like that are the difference for me. Um, you don't have anyone the caliber of your, you know, your Georgias over in the Big Ten West. Even though I think, I think the way Kirby Smart coaches a game, he's – He's meant. Ah. He's meant for Wisconsin. Yeah. I think Wisconsin could beat them. Yeah, I mean that's that's playing Wisconsin football, right? Wisconsin. And I don't. I know nobody from Georgia wants to hear that. They probably look at their recruiting classes and think that there's no, no way Wisconsin could even take the field with them. Wisconsin could beat Georgia. Yeah, I've seen Georgia or Wisconsin beat SEC teams because people think you're you're never gonna you gotta you gotta out athletic. Wisconsin. Right. You you're not gonna beat Wisconsin. Ohio State don't. And Ohio State has. Strong guys on both, but you don't play stuff. that game with but Wisconsin. They, they don't go play that's smash, stupid. Smash mouth football, right? With you don't. Wisconsin. You don't line up and just try to beat the hell out of Wisconsin every play. Like you got to beat them with speed. And Georgia, don't get me wrong, top to bottom, their roster can do it. They don't coach to do that. Though. Yeah, and that's what Georgia fans need to understand. Kirby Smart is, you know, he's the what's holding you guys back. But they got uh, the guy from the Browns is now their offensive coordinator, right? What was what's his name? That? That's who it is, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Is it was the Browns' coach last year? Yeah. The offense? I don't know. I mean, was is he there? Or was Freddie considered the offensive coordinator and head to, coach? Or did Freddie go there? He go to the Giants. I thought his buddy was at the Giants. Well, it's whoever the other coach was. It's not Freddie. Okay. Oh, the actual. Oh, it's Munchkin or <laughs> Munkin. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Munkin. Munchkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at the Browns offense last year. I'm not too, too concerned about that, but yeah. Um, so we did mention the NFL. So there's 50 Buckeyes on NFL rosters. I mean, you know, and I saw this funny tweet yesterday, somebody, uh, a Michigan fan. And this, to me, this was my return to normalcy that, you know, maybe 2020 is starting to become normal. I saw a Michigan fan tweet out that, Michigan is the NFL factory, and Ohio State is just a Colts. Now, Michigan has 27 players currently on NFL rosters, and Ohio State has 50, which is second most only to Alabama, which I believe is a 53 or 56. I'd... 55, I think. Okay, split the difference on that one. Right. But, yeah, Alabama was number one. Ohio State's number two at 50. Um, I, I'm i biased. I've watched them in, you know, week in, week out in their college careers – and usually I pay the most attention to them if the Browns aren't playing or when the Browns, you know, aren't on. I pay the most attention to Ohio State guys. Can you argue at this point, though, from what we've seen the last couple of years, that any college, I don't care if Alabama has more players, 
anybody gets their players more ready for the NFL than no. Ohio State? No. I mean, I mean maybe, look at what these guys do. Maybe a couple, but, I mean, some of these guys had some – some of these rookies had or two-year players, three-year players. I mean, my, I mean, and you, and guys that didn't even have big week ones. I mean, they have great games all the time. Like, I don't think Marshawn Lattimore is on our list. Marshawn Lattimore has been a Pro Bowler. He's been a Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So to kind of start off uh, the game we watched because the Browns. Um, so they played the Ravens and were destroyed by the Ravens. The oh, Ravens. that was. That sucked. Um, J.K. didn't have necessarily a lot of yards, but he did have two touchdowns. He went seven for 22. Yeah. Malik Harrison had four tackles, all solos. So, I mean, he had a pretty good uh, game for out there. Um, just your thoughts on those guys. I mean, they... right, I'm going to say real quick, I'm just going away from the NFL. I'll get right back to it, though. But I put myself through the punishment earlier of rewatching that Clemson game from last year because, you know, I'm getting excited for Ohio State. I want to kind of, you know, see where they left off and kind of give my opinion and what, you know, I'm looking forward for them to improve. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't hurt his ankle, oh, I mean, there's so many, so many times that that game's not a game. But if J.K. Dobbins doesn't hurt his ankle, I, there's no way. I mean, I, I saw a couple times in the second half there was actually – third quarter, fourth quarter, I can't remember what it was. It actually is the Olave touchdown drive. Dobbins has um, like an off tackle or something that you could just tell like he didn't have the umph in his step. He wasn't able to make the cut, but he still ran for like eight yards on a play that would have easily been a 25-yard gain. And then the very next play, he catches a little swing pass or something that, again, it would have been like a 20-yard gain. I think he got like 10 out of it, but you could tell he just didn't have – he couldn't run on that ankle. If he's healthy in that second half, I mean, they they killed. Oh, Clemson. I mean, they, they just destroyed they were, that team. That's so disappointing. That that arm tackle on the twisted his ankle. I mean, that first of all, that stopped the touchdown. Another touchdown. Yeah, I know and, he ends up in what, like the six yard, seven yard line, yeah. eight yard line. Yeah, and, inside the ten. Yeah, so I mean, so no, it, there's so it, many things you can blame. But honestly, if J.K. doesn't get hurt, Ohio State wins that game yeah, easily. Yeah, nothing else matters. Right. I mean, that's a uh, that's a laugher of a semifinal if J.K. stays healthy because they had no answer for him that night. Even him. when he was hurt, I mean, he was still running over him. It right. Was... I mean, Ohio State's offensive line. He's just he's such a high level back. Their offensive line was you know getting to the second level, and J.K. was just falling right behind him. They had nothing to stop him. If he was healthy, that game's not even close. And then we're, we're talking about a completely different title game. Anyways, though, Ravens killed the Browns. So, yeah. J.K. looked good on his touchdowns. They weren't particularly far or anything like that, but he'll be a beast in the red zone. Broke a couple tackles on yeah. both of them. Um, Guy yeah. keeps getting stronger. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chase, so Chase Young, big game for him. I mean, rookie. I think, you know. He's already started to scream defensive rookie of the year. The crap that J- Chase Young got from people – down the year or at the very end of the season because he didn't have any sacks in those last three games to come out, get a sack, get the strip sack. I mean, that he just shows he's still what he was. He, the guy's going to be amazing. Like you just said, defensive rookie of the year. I written all over him. Yeah. And going off a of chase at the end of the year, I mean, I have more problems with some of the other def- I mean, the, you had to step up. I want to, and I'm hoping now that some of these guys step up because that's actually where my problems at. Because I mean, I saw three guys that Chase was getting nailed by mm-hmm. three different guys. I mean, he's getting double teamed and chipped at the. Well, that's, I mean, I saw there were so many times against Clemson that it was just like, you know, right there. Like if he just if Trevor Lawrence holds the ball, which to his credit he didn't. He's a great quarterback. If he holds the ball for a half second longer, Chase has the strip sack. Yeah. 
So, I mean, one one and a half sacks, four tackles, two of them were solos, and then a forced fumble. I mean, he had a monster of a game. So good. He's going to be so good for so many years. That guy's just going to be a beast. And and then, you know, Dwayne, you know, he had a, he went 17 for 31, threw a touchdown, had 178 yards. Not bad. I He's mean, getting better. He didn't have any interceptions. Yeah. So I mean, again, he looked good. He won. Yeah. And he actually, you know, he was a he's the one who gave the halftime speech because of, you know, uh, I don't know if everybody knows Rivera's Ron Rivera's dealing with cancer and then he so he had to get an IV at halftime and so Chase, or Dwayne gave the the halftime speech. So, I mean, it's good to see that he's, you know, growing up to be a vocal leader. That was always something that um it was kind of criticized uh, at least at first about him in that 2018 year that he wasn't very loud with the team. So I'm glad he's growing into that. Yeah. Um, the Bosa brothers. So Joey had a big game. Um, Nick, not as much, but it's still, I mean, still got a, you know, decent amount of tackles. Um, Joey had a sack though, two tackles for loss, five tackles. They were all solo and three QB hits. Yeah. Five solo tackles, two tackles for loss and the sack. Joey Bosa was a wrecking ball against Cincinnati. Nick Bosa had a good game. I know it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't Joey's. How, how could like you can't? It's in no way if you can't replicate what Joey did is it a failure. I mean, that's an amazing stat line you just said right there. Yeah, six. And Nick had six tackles. Three of them were solo. So those three that those last three people that you just said is that right there enough of an endorsement to go play for Larry Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, course, it's week I, in week out. Yeah, what I saw. I mean, there's the greatest infomercial in the world for recruiting for Ohio state is they should have, and I think they do do this, that, I mean, they should have a loop in the Woody uh, and just their athletes. Is, and well, they the, have all the, all don't they the have NFL, all the pro jerseys yeah, hanging up there. So. Just all the NFL's, you know, plays that these guys are making. I mean, yeah. cut them up and put them into a film. I mean, that, there's so much that, that team does just to help itself with recruiting stuff like this. I mean, Sean Wade and Wyatt coming back for the brotherhood. Like that just every day. Like, why wouldn't you want to play for Ohio state? Yeah. Um, Jerome Baker, man, talk about a great game. I mean, Holy crap. Um, so he had a sack 16 tackles, 12 solo and a forced fumble. I'm, what else can you say on top of that? I mean, that is a game. Yeah. 16 tackles yeah, and 12 of them. solo. I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> Jerome Baker was always all over the field, but I mean, it, you know, it's all, it's hard to tell if that stuff's going to translate to the NFL because sometimes you're just the fastest guy on the field in college, but then you go to the NFL and everybody's as fast as you. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that that's incredible. That's an incredible stat line. Yeah. So, I mean, phenomenal. Again, these guys just keep on. It's just highlight films you can put on for recruits. I mean, that's why I say I, I don't think there's any question that Ohio State gets these guys. Mick Marotti gets these guys more ready for the NFL than any other college program. Yeah. Paris Campbell, he went six for 71, and he had a rush for nine yards. So he – good game. That was actually his best game as a pro so Yeah, far. not so, bad. Uh, uh, Zeke rated – he was rated as the top running back uh, in the NFL. He got – he went 22 for 96 with the touchdown and receiving three for 31 with a touchdown. I mean, I love Zeke. That's – that's not a mystery. Obviously, Zeke was one of my favorite Buckeyes in, you know, years. So, um, he's always going to put up big numbers. That guy is great. I, I feel like the NFL is sleeping a little bit on our boy in Cleveland, though, saying that Zeke's the number one running back in 
Well, the it pros. was it was yeah. It's you know it was rated, but that, that for at least last week was just rated numbers. But, yeah. Um, Good. I mean, what what'd you say? Ninety six yards. Yeah. Twenty two carries. And you know, a hundred yards are not necessarily a guarantee in an NFL like they are. No, in no, college, no. So. Yeah, that's that's a good game. Well, especially you had thirty receiving want, yards yeah, on top 31 of thirty-one receiving yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, same game, other team. Jordan Fuller, another big big game for the rookie. His first game, um, he had eight tackles. Five of them were solos, and he had the game-winning tackle, and that was a great tackle. So Jordan Fuller, and again, you and I watched these guys. A lot more than, you know, the NFL scouts do. Should be playing for the Browns. Meaning, yeah. (laughs) Meaning Ohio State, guys. You and I watch them a lot more than, you know, any team scout does because you got they got to look at a lot of different people. We're just watching the team we love. We saw a lot of Jordan Fuller. Yeah. Right? Did you ever think that Jordan Fuller would be a six-round pick over all the years that we've watched him? No. Like, all right, and the the bad defense from the year before – you know, a lot of their he was like the bright spot. A lot of and a lot of their problems were, and teams actually talked about that because they did that inverted uh, safety where they would roll the safe the one if they would roll Fuller down to take the that's when they went the motion that's where they attacked they would go up top against the other safety. Well, and that was like one of Halfley's biggest changes from last year. He's just like, no, he's going to be our home run guy, and you know, he kept of course, there would be the times that they came down and. Uh, Pete Warner would go out to be the deep safety. Yeah. But they never got burned on that. Yeah, they never did get burned on it. But, you know, for the most of the times they kept, you know, Fuller was up high. And what I saw in that tackle the other night, you know, I watched that game, you know, he, first of all, he got caught in traffic. I mean, I thought that guy was going to get a first down easily, and he got caught in traffic. He runs around traffic, and he he has just a perfect, that was the most perfect safety tackle I mean, you can't coach it better. That's a clinic. Mm-hmm. That he he gets out of traffic, he sees his target, and then he just attacked it. And he went tackled right through him, and it was right. a perfect tackle. That guy, and, they didn't get any yards on him. Yeah. I mean, he tackled through that player. So, yeah, he was um, – Yeah, I was so surprised he went so late in the draft, though. Oh, me too. And like I said, He's, I mean – They called him the eraser for crying out loud. Yeah. And I mean, I will always say almost any of these Buckeyes should have been Brown. I'm sure there was somewhere he that they should have been, been Brown. Been, yeah. For a lot of these guys, or somewhere that they could have. I mean, he was six pick, six six round. So how many picks are in there for the Browns that he could have been? I mean, the, to the Browns' credit, or not, they they lost a lot of secondary help after the draft. So, I mean, they tried to beef up their secondary, but I think uh, what we're going to get to here in a couple, yeah. maybe even the next players are why the Browns should have uh, taken Jordan Fuller. Yeah, so I got um, one more before that. So not a huge stat line for him, but he had a huge interception. And, uh, you know, Cam Hayward, I mean, the dude's been in the league forever. He just got another big contract. I mean, First NFL interception, though, yeah. which, I mean, that's not surprising because he's a big guy. You know, yeah. he's a defensive tackle. But, man, that's another one. Like, when you're talking about guys playing the NFL for a decade and still playing at a high level, yeah, and he, good I mean, for him. He's still there. He's, t- he's t- <laughs> still holding down the fort on their defensive line. Um, I feel Now, Cam Hayward, he was a first-round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Was. Steelers took him in the first round. Don't you think, though, like the history of Ohio State, maybe it was just because it was that weird time, like it was towards the end of Trestle's career. Don't you think he's kind of like, I don't want to say slept on, but and, you know, everyone has recency bias, but don't you think, like, Cam Hayward 
doesn't always get the respect when you're talking about the greats in Ohio State history like other people do. I would agree with that. And I think the problem is, again, the recency bias. I mean, we've recruited now. We've had so many top-level recruits in the last uh, – Yeah. Since Urban's come in from – and I know he didn't live live up to his hype, but from Noah Spence all, we, all the way to Chase Young, I mean, we've had a lot of big-time defensive ends we coming, have. To, coming to the program. And, you know, and now you still got a couple guys. I mean, now you – you know, the – Sorry, I get tackles now yeah, too. With Harrison, and you get some tackles coming in. I mean, they've gotten some. Uh, I mean, the they've because of Larry Johnson, because of just how they recruit. I mean, they're recruiting defense line on all different level. Cam Hayward, I still remember when. Uh, why Vernon Golston? Yeah, it's but it's Jake Long, right? Michigan. Who he beats? Yeah. Yes. But Golston gets to the sack first. Golston's coming from the other end. Yes. I mean. Jake Jake Long, I mean, he's a first round draft pick. Uh, Who is it? Who's the quarterback for Michigan? Tenney. Chad Henney? Yeah. Okay. Um he uh that's that's 2007, right? Yeah. Is that Cam's freshman year? Yeah. Okay. He literally and and Golston gets the sack because Golston is coming from the other side, but he backs Jake Long all the way into uh Henny. And I mean it, it was the greatest thing in the world. And I'm just like, dude, that dude is, that dude's a beast. And like Vernon Golson, that's the other side of the coin right there. That's a guy that I thought was can't miss. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I always love I mean, I again it's one of those things I hate that he plays with the Steelers, but I I mean I always so, I always love Cam Hayward. No, he was such a monster with Ohio State, and he's been so good in the NFL. I mean yeah. Like they just re-signed he's just, him. He's just, I mean, he's a guy. You know what you're getting from him, and he's he holds down the fort. He's nasty. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I just I think for, like I think he's a little underrated when you talk about the history of Ohio State defensive linemen, and it's probably the problem is recency he, bias because you've had so yeah, many good ends. He he doesn't get mentioned a lot though because and he's just he's a perfect stealer. At yeah, that point, that I, yeah, I agree. He's that guy. I know that, what you're saying. I agree. He is the perfect stealer. That he's not he's not that flashy guy. He doesn't stand out. He just he does his job. And he does it so well that you just you expect that from him. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to move a little bit into week two just because we watched uh, the Cincinnati-Cleveland game last night. Um, big win for the Browns. Um, before we get into our honorary Buckeye, because he was a Buckeye, um, Denzel Ward had a, a phenomenal game last Denzel night. Denzel Ward still proves that he's a, you know, a top-end NFL cornerback. He had three I mean, packs. so many of them from Kerry Combs are. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, he had three tackles, two solo, three pass deflections. But, I mean, he was literally – he might be the best out of that whole bunch. I mean, he he was there on every time the ball went to the, the receiver that he was just – he was there. And he was pasted on those guys. What bunch? You're saying Kerry Combs bunch? The Kerry Combs bunch. I mean, Lattimore, you only got one year. Fair. And Lattimore, Lattimore has proved it himself in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't know, and maybe I watch Browns games more than other things, but I do watch a lot of NFL games. And yeah, Denzel, I mean, he's just you can't get him off of players. You you don't beat him off the line. No, no, no. He's yeah. He, I mean, he is a special player. That's for sure. He's, he's a great cornerback. He's always he's always he turns his head at the right moment. I don't he think, knows how to read eyeballs. Right. I mean, he's just literally the perfect corner. You yeah. can't I mean, you can't go wrong with him or Lattimore. I'm not saying Lattimore's better than him. It's just it's comparable, but you're talking about like if you're throwing in like Apples and Conley's there, yeah, Denzel Ward. They're, they're, I, Denzel Ward is better than them. I think he's a level higher than those guys for yeah, sure. He's 
the, those are definitely the two best. Um, I think Okuda will be joining that group here. I think Okuda has the tools to be the best out of all of them. Yeah. Um, he has the tools to be, like, the next Sean Springs. And, like, you know, you know, I watched the game last night with uh, our father. You know, me and him were talking about um, – he was like, you know, when Denzel got drafted number four, I'm just he because I remember him t- me talking to me. He's like, he, he thought that was kind of crazy. He's like, I because you never heard his name, and I'm like, and then you realize why you didn't hear his name. That means they, when you don't hear their names, that means they're amazing. And he was, just, I mean, he was great at Ohio. He State. was a little under the radar though. I mean, I thought number four was a little high for him, but I think I just think he was one that flew under the radar. I think when Jeffrey Okuda did it last year. So many people recognize that in the national media. Maybe it was just because Ohio State was undefeated, so he got more publicity for it. But Denzel Ward, it was the same way. Nobody beat him, and, you know, he got same stuff. Maybe it's because he sat out that last bowl game. I don't know what it was, but I think Denzel Ward definitely, you know, he was under the radar. But, yeah, that's exactly right. You didn't hear his name in college, so that meant he was a good one. Yeah. Now, Joe Burrow, yes, he graduated from LSU. I'm not going to. And Ohio some, State. I know, but the I'm man gonna, holds a degree from Ohio State. I'm not going to be one of those Buckeye fans. We're, we, we're still claiming I'm him. not. Yeah, I don't claim Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow made his success at LSU. He, he became won. the quarterback. He is at LSU. He did have a little bit, you know, tutelage from Ryan Day beforehand, though. Yeah. So he, I mean, they, they threw it too many times with him, 61 passes. He went 37 of 61. Dude had three touchdowns, 316 yards. He had two great drives in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I mean, I know this is a Buckeye channel, but, you know, Baker definitely needs to keep progressing because what I saw from Joe Burrow last night is Joe Burrow is going to be in the NFL for a long time. Joe Burrow will be a legit top three NFL quarterback and I want and I want Baker to be included in this list so he needs to keep progressing um as a Browns fan now just as a football fan I mean the AFC between Mahomes uh Lamar um Deshaun and now it's, I think Burroughs is going to be in that group and I mean the, the Burrow might four, be the best out of them talk about four great young quarterbacks you know so I think Joe Burrow has the makeup to be, like I said, top three NFL quarterback. I mean, that guy, on a short week, he's a rookie, and I'm stealing some of this for, from Colin Coward, so I, I didn't say all this on my own, but, you know, he's a rookie, short week, uh, had no training camp, yeah. and he goes out there and plays a game like that. Like, that was in, throwing the ball 61 times and you don't throw a single interception. Like, that's how good he was. So – I believe he's a top three NFL quarterback. I think he it's written all over him. That guy's ready, and he just he has that moxie when he's on the field. You know who scares me more, though? Lamar Jackson. What I saw in week one, that dude was terrifying because yeah. what I remember of Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson was an athlete that could run all over people. He didn't even attempt to run the ball against the Browns. That guy was looking downfield. He was letting his legs keep him alive in the pocket, and then if he still has those God-given gifts his speed that he can still burn a defense if he wants to take off. But he was so impressive throwing the ball in week one. Yeah. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a browse fan. I'm not, I mean, that scares me that those, uh, those two, they're going to be in that division for a long time. Yeah. Oh, Joe Burrow is going to be what I saw last night, even when the, the Browns capped that off that game to win that game when, you know, when Chubb and hunt were in right down the field and ran right down their throat. 
still, I'm just like, man, Burrow is uh, – he's going to be a Browns nightmare. The Browns, they're better than the Bengals. The Browns have a much smaller window, I think, than the Bengals do, though. Yeah. If the Bengals – I know to Cincinnati fans, you know, I'm, we are probably do have a few watching us just because, you know – we do have some Bengals fans, yeah, you know. Sure. There's a lot of Bengals fans that are Buckeye fans, and um, you know, the one thing I will say to you guys is I hope he doesn't die from the lack of an offensive line. And he was put on his butt a lot last night. But and, you know, you run into it a lot with a lot of good quarterbacks. Anymore, a lot of them survive it. So you don't you don't see a lot of number one quarterbacks anymore. They get yeah a lot a lot of them get destroyed that first year. Yeah, a lot of them do, and you just you see. A lot of times they make it through that. Yeah. All right. I think uh, I think we're gonna hold off. Um, where are we at on time wise? No. Well, a little over an hour. All right. So we'll probably call it here. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Pac-12, but maybe we'll either do it on the next episode or maybe I will shoot up a special video. Yeah, just that's the, fine. The talk about it. It's just kind of interesting that the minute the the minute the Big Ten decides to play now that the governor of California says, well, there was nothing in our guidelines stopping them from playing, and the governor of Oregon added Oregon and Oregon State to her exempt list, allowing them to play. So I mean, they already hated Larry Scott out there. That poor guy, he just got like <laughs> – I mean, not that the Big Ten weren't trying like to not play, but that poor man got duped. Like That's probably going to be his job. Yeah. So – it seems like now uh, we might be having all five Power Five conferences. But, I mean, back. that's the best for football. I uh, hope I hope they get it. And, I, like, I know you and I were going back and forth that we didn't know, like, do they have the time? Can they play October? Like, Big Ten announced this the other day. Like, they can follow the exact same protocol. Just copy them. Just erase their name. Just plagiarize it. Who cares? Just put your name on the top of it. And if some, September, 30th, same protocols. If September 30th is your day, and there's and honestly, there's no reason why the Pac-12 can't have being back on the field by the 24th, too. Because Oregon, they deserve the same shot Ohio State does to get to the playoff. Yeah. All right. I think uh, we'll call it a night there. Um, so, again, just remind everybody, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel um, and subscribe to our uh, whatever podcast network of your choice. Um you know, like our videos, you know, like the podcast, give us good ratings on the podcast networks, follow us on all the social media feeds. Um, we'll have links down in the show descriptions to get to the rest of our links. Um, we uh, definitely love uh, interacting with people. So any time you want to throw out a little question or whatever, um, we would like to, we're going to probably start soliciting more from questions because we would like to maybe start as the season gets now, get ready to get going. Maybe uh, do a couple questions. Uh, oh yeah, you know per episode, just uh, you know, find yeah, go the best over. Ones. Yeah, we're gonna go over people's questions, see yeah. what they, you know, what their thoughts are, what they, what they want to know about the season. Absolutely. So, again, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Um, I'm Mike. I'm John. Thanks for coming out to the Buckeye Bar tonight. Oh H. I O.